scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Technical difficulties be darned. I sit down with Christina Sakura to talk about Up. Plus, there's a little bit of something at the end, too. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 91. My name is Josh, and joining me today to talk about the Disney Pixar film Up is the one and only Christina Sakura. Now, Christina, tell everybody how you know the Animation Station. Well, um, I am a friend of you guys. I met you guys um, last year, I believe, at the Uh, D23. Exactly. Um, I knew Gavin a little bit before that, but... um, it was great to finally meet you face to face, and obviously, I am a lover of animation, and I've been drawing for most of my life. It's not my day job by any means, um, but it is something that I really love to do in the evenings to relax and just, you know, draw something fun, draw something cute, bring a smile to people's faces. Yeah, and you draw a lot of cute little kitty cats. I, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Um, I have strong connection with all animals, but yes, cats are, are probably my favorite. So, uh, what are some artistic influences? Let's see, uh, well, when I was growing up, I definitely watched a lot of Disney. Um, as I got a little bit older, I started getting more into anime. And so I think between the two of those in terms of style, um, in addition to different types of art, uh, art styles themselves, I like kind of old-fashioned Art Deco style also. Um, those types of things really influence my art, and my goal is to have something unique but yet familiar to some degree. Gotcha. Now, so uh, we'll just kind of go into it real quick. What are What's your favorite Disney movie? Ooh, um, I believe it is Lion King. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know it's, I, I know they told you no hard questions, but... Yeah, I think it's The Lion King. That's my favorite. Um, but I have some others that are really strong. I mean, when I talked about my youth, The Little Mermaid is kind of the very first one that I ever remember knowing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one's also really important to me, too. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, The Little Mermaid was, at the time, it was crazy just how much everything it got. It got a all kinds of publicity because um, because I remember when Lion King and Hercules came out and all the hype that was for you know Lion King and Hercules. But I think um, I want to say Little Mermaid was the year after I was born, so <laughs> probably probably don't have a lot of memories of that one. But I mean, but from what I've heard from like from Gavin and other people, like it was like when it came out, it like blew the doors off of everything. I mean, for me, I'm just right at that age where the Disney Renaissance, I guess, was beginning. And so in my youth, that was mm-hmm. that was really big. So it's stuff before that I almost, that was when I was almost too young to know what any of it was. So I don't really have a strong connection to much before The Little Mermaid, but everything afterwards. Nice. Definitely. So, uh, so you also said you're a fan of anime. Like, What were some of your favorite anime growing up? Again, uh, this is probably telling us my <laughs> age, but uh, I, I grew up on Sailor Moon. Didn't we all, though? Didn't you know, we all grow up on Sailor Moon? Yes, didn't we all? Um, and then, of course, I know that you, you talk about some of these others that were pretty popular at the time, like Pokemon and uh, and just 
different films, uh, Akira mm-hmm. and um, Miyazaki, of course. So just a lot of different types of animation. Nice. Now, Christina, so when I asked you to come on, I gave you the full list of anything that you wanted to talk about. What did you want to talk about this week? Um, you mean Up? <laughs> yep. Yes, <sighs> Up. I gave you free range of everything, and you were like, let's make Josh cry this week. Yes. Up. Yes. This was a hard decision for me when you said I could choose anything. Um, I did want to not choose something that you guys already reviewed, and you guys have reviewed a lot of really good stuff, so that was tricky. Um, then I realized you guys haven't done that, and that is a really, really big Pixar film that you should do. Yes, it is. Now, before we go into Up, um, we do have a little bit of news. Did you see the um, the little leaked trailer short for uh, Pixar's Bow? I did, yes. Yeah. What did you think about it? Um, I'm excited for it. I hope that it will be really fun, really cute. Um, yeah, I for me, you know, part of the things that I was trying to choose for this week was something that I felt connected Mm -hmm. to to some degree maybe a character uh who was asian or asian american as part of Mm -hmm. the film itself uh for me that's something that's kind of really important to see it wasn't something i saw a lot growing up and so when we Mm -hmm. were discussing which film to watch i was like have you guys seen mulan have you guys seen big hero six um all these types of things i actually totally forgot about wrestle and up when i chose up but then i was like hey there you go. Uh, so when I see something like Bao, that's that's fun. I want. I'm curious how that's going to to play out. Yeah, just from I'm from the short like 30 seconds that they gave us, it looks like we have this lady and like this little dumpling just kind of becomes a baby. I guess <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know if maybe there's like a story behind that or if like it's like a folk legend or something, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about if it is a folk legend. Um, in, J- in Japan, there is like little one inch boy or, or like uh, things like that that are origin stories coming from objects. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some connection there. All right. Oh, uh, also, uh, one more thing, uh, because Josh is super smart. He forgot to attach the winner of our Miraculous Ladybug episode to last week's episode with uh, Ezra Weiss. So I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, the winner of our Miraculous Ladybug giveaway was Darth Omega. So if you want to go ahead and shoot us over an IM with your address, I'll get everything shipped out to you. So you've got the Jared Moriyama um, Miraculous Ladybug print. You've got the two um, little felt ornaments, Tiki and Plog from uh, Citizen of Disney, Brittany DeCosmo. And you get an ASP patch and an ASP pin. So there you go. So congrats for winning that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm super cute. So uh, congrats. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So let's just go ahead and kind of peel this Band-Aid off for Josh so he can go ahead and start getting the... So this week we are watching Up. Now, Up is a 2009 Disney Pixar animated film. Back of the box says, oh my gosh, this is so long. Carl Fredrickson, a retired balloon salesman, is part rascal, part dreamer, who is ready for his last chance at a high-flying excitement. Trying 
tying thousands of balloons to his house, Carl sets off... Oh my gosh, it's so long. To the lost world of his childhood dreams. Unbeknownst to Carl, Russell, an overeager eight-year-old wilderness explorer who has never ventured beyond his backyard, is in the wrong place at the wrong time. Carl's front porch. The most unlikely duo reach new heights, meet new fantastic friends like Doug, a dog with a special collar that allows him to speak, and Kevin, a rare 13-foot-tall flightless bird. Stuck together in the wilds of the jungle, Carl realizes that sometimes life's biggest adventures aren't the ones you set out looking for. Mm. That was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Usually it's just like a quick little blurb. <laughs> yeah. But that was like a full synopsis of the story. That was, that was quite something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Christina, so when we talked just a little earlier, um, I had only seen this movie, I think when it came out, that was the last time that I saw this movie. And uh, how many, like, have you seen this movie before? Like, what was your experience with this movie? Um, I remember when this movie was coming out in theaters, like when you would see the trailer for it. And mm -hmm. I guess my very first impression was like, I don't know what this movie is about. I don't know if it looks that interesting. When the teaser trailer came out, mind you. So all you saw was kind of these balloons going up in a house and the old man in the house. I mean, sitting on the porch, yeah. Exactly. I was just like, what? what is this? Um then I saw it in theaters, and I thought it was amazing. Um, and then from then on, I, I may have seen it a couple more times, and then I, I just rewatched it as well yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember seeing the, let's see, that would have been 2008. What came out in 2008 when they were like playing that? Ugh, oh. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, I, I remember the commercials, you know, seeing those, like seeing the house and then like Carl just like on the porch and just be like, what? Or something like that. Send something as he drifts off to the, like off screen. So yeah, I remember those, but yeah, seeing the movie once uh, at the time I was very much where I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. That's, that's what this movie is. I mean, it's almost 10 years old. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I, I, I got it. But going back and rewatching it, there was quite a few things that I completely forgot about. So let's just kind of go story-wise. What did you think of the story? Um, well, as we know, it's like Dr. Bob Peterson, um, and they are really great at writing stories. You know, they worked on, you know, Inside Out or Monsters, Inc. or Toy Story, all, all these rates of Pixar and mm -hmm. I think the story is really uh, really fun really clever in some ways it's very consistent so on reviewing it this time I was paying attention to that and paying attention to whether uh, the through lines of the story were consistent and they really yeah. were they really set everything up perfectly for the payoffs that happened at the end um, and of course there's some beautiful sequences of story that occur in there as well. Yeah, I was uh, I was a fan of the story for the most part. There were there are a couple parts for me where it kind of runs a little long, but pacing wise, it's it's not a pacing issue. It's just like for me, I was like, okay, I I because again, I remembered what happened. Mm -hmm. So when we're stuck with um, in that, there's a good middle chunk of the movie. When they arrive the other side to the actual falls, and that's when we meet Kevin and Doug and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, I know he's gonna go meet 
Um, I know he's going to go meet Munts, so let's let's kind of get on with it. But again, it's not a pacing issue. Like, the movie is paced very well. Like, there's not really any slow parts in this movie. Um, just, but for me personally, I was just, like, waiting for the actual kickoff to happen. Um, I did notice, though, that there is quite a bit of violence in this movie. A lot, a lot more than, uh, well, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe not A Bug's Life. A lot of violence in A Bug's Life. But, especially for something newer, uh, I, I feel like, you know, it, it has a lot of, of, a lot of violence in it, because we have Carl hits the guy with the, uh, the cane and, on the head and makes him bleed at the beginning. You're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I had no idea yeah. that that was in there. I was like, my gosh, they're showing a guy bleeding. Um, yeah. completely forgot about that particular scene too, even though that's kind of start of mm-hmm. why he has to leave. But yeah, that's, that was intense. <laughs> and then when Kevin gets uh bit on the leg, I was like, well, there's blood there. Yeah. So we've got that. We've got violent dogs. Uh, we've got the dogs shooting at a little boy, a man trying to kill another man and a small child, and then, you know, the man falls to his death. I was like, good lord almighty, this movie is... wow. <laughs> and then and then we have... Uh, I, I will say, of the two characters, I think I liked Carl more than Russell. Um... Just because I feel like they could have done a little bit more with Russell. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Carl's definitely the main character, I suppose. He mm-hmm. he has the most backstory and the most kind of intent. Um, but Russell, Russell's a good little sidekick, I guess, to some degree. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely a great little sidekick. Um, yeah, I just, I wish we could have gotten just maybe a little bit more from him. Because, um, like, what they did with in Zootopia, how we got a nice flashback sequence with Nick, and that kind of made you draw in Nick a little bit more. Maybe, like, another flashback sequence with him showing... Because, I mean, it, it talks about how his dad is more distant and possibly with another woman. Right, right. So I wish we could have seen just maybe, like, a flash of him actually talking. Because, I mean, Pixar does that. I mean, they did that with uh, Toy Story 2 when we had the whole scene with Jesse. I mean, I'm not suggesting that they make us cry again. They've already made us cry enough in this movie. But they did that, and like that tugs at your heartstrings, makes you feel for a character. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of that instead of just, you know, exposition. Yeah, I can... Just like, we're just, we're just going to talk about it. Definitely know what you mean. They, they do a lot of talking um, to explain yes. some histories. And um, maybe that's just for pacing or quickness. Uh, I agree. I noticed that, too, that there was a fair amount of just sort of explaining how things occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like, we can kind of start at the beginning. So what did you think of uh, Carl and Ellie when you first saw them as, as young little whippersnappers? Oh, yeah. Um, super cute. I mean, I am more of a Carl, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm more of the introvert, uh, but it's really great that these two little kids fall upon each other and they meet and um and then of course you know the montage is is amazing it's it will make you cry if it doesn't make you cry people have said it doesn't make them cry but if it doesn't i mean no 
maybe maybe you weren't paying attention that well. Um, <laughs> there's also interestingly on the DVD or Blu-ray, if you have it, kind of an alternate to that scene, which is really interesting to watch as well. Um, oh, I didn't watch that. What's that about? Yeah, it, it's longer. I think it's a little bit more involved. It's uh, it deals with their relationship more. Actually, speaking of violence, I think they have this sort of setup where they initially don't like each other, and they're always kind of hmm. up on each other as kids. Um, but eventually, they fall in love. It shows a little bit more about Ellie and how she worked in maybe a museum and studied birds at the museum. So it goes a little deeper, actually, into what could have been happening in their life. Um, I think that the way that they edited this and changed it a bit is concise and to the point, and you still get that really strong emotion. That, that, sounds, that sounds pretty interesting. So, I mean, yeah, Gavin let me borrow the Blu-ray, so I'll have to check that out once we... Once we get done with this, because I didn't know that that was on there. Um, I knew that there was going to be the short, which was the cloudy short. Um, and I don't I don't think I had seen that one before, but I, I thought it was actually pretty good. I like that that little short at the beginning. But yeah, I, I didn't even see that. So I'll have to go in and look at that and, you know, yeah. watch that little scene because that, that sounds pretty interesting. I think it might be on the second disc if you have two discs. But uh yeah. Oh, oh! It's Gavin. He he went uh, big spender. He got the three disc edition because you know I don't know Ooh, why. Okay. He's 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 that big money spender. So he's like, I, yeah, I'll just I'll buy I'll buy three. I have it all exactly. Um, yeah, I mean I I liked Carl and Ellie's um, Ellie's story. Um, it may have been just a tad too long. Maybe maybe just a wee bit too long. Uh, not anything where I was like, oh my gosh, this needs to end. But uh, it could have been maybe like a tad bit shorter. Um, and I also thought it was a little bit weird watching that he didn't open up her memory book like at all. Yeah. <laughs> until like the very end of the movie. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, that that kind of... it. it I kind of understood a little bit. I was like, okay, yeah. I understand that it's very traumatic for you, but still, I would be, like, looking through all that, you know, just to kind of regain some of those memories. Right, yeah, that was actually, I watched this with my husband, and that was something he mentioned, too. He's like, that that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, well, you know, right. yeah, maybe it's, we'll, we'll just write it off to trauma. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Yeah. And it's also one of, like, it's also something a little bit weird, too, because, like, did he leave that book in the house? So I guess he doesn't have her adventure book anymore. So all those memories are gone. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Now, now it's sad. <laughs> it is. It's at the waterfall somewhere. Oh, you know. Oh, you can find it again. I mean, yeah, can, he can always go. He's got a back. he's got a freaking dirigible now, so I mean, he can go. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. That it. It may be. Oh, like when when he empties the house out and then he puts the two the two chairs out by the waterfall. That would have been a good place to put that book. Right. Like, oh, um, now, now I'm tearing up. Oh, True. Oh, it would have been so good. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I guess well, it's, it's, it's one of those movies where, to me, it suffers from being short. Because it's only an hour and 36 minutes, like, with mm-hmm. credits. So, I mean, to me, it it suffers a little bit 
from being short. Because, I mean, like, if we maybe would have gone that extra hour 45, at least, we could have got a little bit more of, you know, uh, Russell's backstory. Uh, we could have gotten a little bit more with, you know, the end of, I, I guess, Carl saying goodbye to Ellie. We could have gotten a little bit more of that. Um, to me, I, I like honestly, the longer a movie is, the better it is. Like, I if <laughs> if it's Lord of the Rings, I will only watch the special extended director's cut ones because I'm like, I don't care. I got four hours. I'll just just give <laughs> me the whole entire story. So like, because again, to me, story is where it's all about. So if you've got a long story, that's okay. I don't care. Like, you know how long it's going to be. If you want to make an eight hour movie, but you tell a full story, you can make an eight hour movie. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. it could be longer. Um, but sure they, they spent a lot of time editing it yeah. <laughs> to the right length. Um, I see what you mean though. Yeah. It quick. It goes by really quick when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, let's meet this character. Now let's meet this character. Um, and the pacing, like you said, is fine. It's just when you watch it again, it's it's very fast paced. Where it's like, okay, now we've met everybody. Now here's the action. Now it's over. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, like I got uh, like this morning. I woke up. I went for a uh, jog around the park by my apartment, and then I got my stuff from the grocery store. Got a little bit of breakfast. Came back. It was around ten. That's when I started the movie, and I was like, oh, man, it's probably noon. It's like 11.30, and I was like, what the heck? I still have all this time. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting it. I thought it was going to be you know, longer than it was, but uh, but again, they, they do pack a good amount into such a short amount of time. Definitely. Let's go ahead and talk about months. So we can go ahead and talk about our villain, what a villain he is, because, I mean, he basically admitted to the murder of at least two people. Lots of people. Oh, and man, that was... Easily, easily murdering children, like, without mm-hmm. a thought. <laughs> no problem with that. Because, I mean, like, because he admits to two people, like a cartographer and then somebody else. Mist or a something, botanist. yeah. And then... But he's got like fifteen other like of the helmets with the goggles all around. I'm like, oh man, this dude's bad. <laughs> he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, not necessarily a big uh, villains person. Some people really like villains. Um, I think that because he shows up really so late as an actual character, uh, there's not a lot of not a lot to hold on to. You, when you actually see him, mm-hmm. um, you just know he's like a bad guy pretty quickly, um, and so yeah, um, I get I get why he's there. He needs to be there as part of sort of this overarching arc. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't see the dogs more often than you see him. So yeah, it's definitely like yeah. I I would assume that Alpha was more of the major villain in this movie than you know, months was because uh, yeah, like, like you said, he's not in it that long and he's not a very convincing villain. Like if we'll like, we can just go to like big hero six, like big hero six. We understand why, uh, the professor is like this. 
like we get his and we, we get his motivation. But yeah, this it was just like so you got mad because they didn't believe you. You could have literally gone anywhere else in the world. You could have come back, changed your name, whatever, for many, many years. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then trying and just killing people. So, it, yeah, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't very, yeah, he was, he was not anything to me. Like, I knew that he was going to go, so I was like, okay, just go ahead and go. Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know why they didn't spend a little bit more time on him. I mean, they have the opening reel talking about why, or maybe some of his motivation for why, but to go from that to being kind of a murderer is a, it's a pretty big leap. And yeah. so, yeah, it, it's a, you're not really quite sure what's going on there. Because even in Big Hero 6, for example, um, his brother dies in the fire, but it's not intentional. You know, it's not like he's intentionally trying to murder people i mean his motives are questionable he definitely puts people in a lot of danger but um maybe it's not quite as direct like i'm just going to murder this person because i'm slightly threatened by them exactly yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely one of those ones where it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me um like villain wise so yeah it's he's he's definitely not a top tier Disney Pixar villain by any means, honestly. He's just kind of a weird, crazy, I would say crazy old dude, but it seems that he's in better shape than Carl is. Yeah. And he's like 20 years older than him. I think. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, so Carl's over here with a Walker and (laughs) this guy's over here. Like, I don't know, like doing pull-ups and stuff. Like, what is he doing to stay young? Did did he find the fountain of youth when he was in South America? Like, what's his right. what's his deal? But yeah, like, like, and it's weird that they were they started with the fact that Carl is this old crotchety man, or he he's become this old crotchety man, and then throughout the movie he gets younger and younger and younger, mm-hmm. to where yeah. he's like. You know, like when he's like standing there in his like white shirt with his muscles and everything, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go fight all kinds of people." I I thought that was a little bit weird because if they if they would have stayed with that, going like, "Okay, maybe you know this sense of adventure has rejuvenated him," but then when he's fighting with months and like he's got a sword, and then Carl's got his little walker. They like they both throw their backs out, and I'm like, wait, hold on. I thought he was rejuvenated. It didn't make any sense to me. It was, it's things where I'm like, okay, stick stick to your guns if you're gonna do them. Make him old the whole time, or don't make him old. You know, it's yeah. That to me, that was a a a problem for me. Yeah, I think I think it is what you said. I think he is rejuvenated by the sense of adventure. Uh, I agree. It always bugged me that scene where they throw out their backs it's it's obviously for, for humor primarily mm-hmm. it's just a very brief thing but um yeah i mean he, he definitely gets a lot younger a lot younger by the end it's like he's climbing up the side of a, a dirigible and that's crazy i can't even i wouldn't be able to do that oh no <laughs> it's like it's like i'm i can't do that now so getting 
maybe maybe when I'm 70, maybe maybe I'll be able to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, he literally... I just, I just got to be an old man. He literally goes from, like, taking one of the stair elevators downstairs <laughs> to climbing up the side of that dirigible Yeah, he's ladder. climbing up stuff, and he's running yeah. from... Somehow, they're faster than a group of dogs. Right. I'm like, what the heck is this? How are you guys... Yeah, it was it was weird. Like that that's that's like consistency stuff that I don't particularly like. I know it's a kid's show. It's it's a it's a movie for children and I get that, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, give me something a little bit more believable. If he's if he's going to be old, make him old. If he's going to be young, make him young, but yeah, I I just like to nitpick things. So, I mean, it's definitely not a deters you from the movie but for me just like seeing all these things and then when you meet months and you're like wait so how old are you compared to carl and he's just you know fit as a fiddle basically it kind of it kind of pulled me out a little bit like if they would have been the same age like if he would have been like a johnny quest type kid where he was like young explorer this guy at the tender age of 14 goes off to south america to find igloos or whatever it is you know maybe then i could have been like okay well there's a little bit of an age difference there it's only like five years as opposed to yeah like what you said probably 20 years yeah, I, I i would guess something like that yeah um it, it's not noticeable i think that's something i kind of forgot i mean i guess you you know it but you kind of presume they're about the same age once they finally meet each other in their old age because they seem about the same age but um Mm-hmm. I guess technically he's probably about 20 years older. Um, he looks, you know, pretty good for like a guy pushing a hundred. So, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, some people, no, some people look good at that age, so you never know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there is, there's definitely a lot of things that you could say are inconsistent or, or really out there. Um, but at the same time, this film is obviously built on a lot of fantasy um, in a lot of ways, a lot of things that can't possibly happen for sure. Um, and yet, yeah. like like the poster for the movie with a house being floating right. by hundreds of balloons. Exactly. Um, but then at the same time, there is a sense of realism there that I think they did a good job of. So it's yeah. very grounded in a lot of ways, but they really play with the fantasy aspect, um, and they. Mm-hmm. They create such memorable scenes with that fantasy. And, of course, memorable quotes. There's there's a ton of stuff in there that I love. <laughs> oh, gosh, squirrel. Yeah. Like, everybody does squirrel. Kind of shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of shame, yeah. Like, I remember, um, I mean, well, not, not really remember. Um, for me, like, the first 30 minutes of it are very solid. Like, it's all really based in reality this is what you get, and you're like, okay, like I, I, I get this story. I like this story, and then the last hour is they just go, you know, bananas, and they're like, ah, oh, float houses, why not? So yeah, to me it was yeah, I I, I get it, uh, I understand, you know, why why they did it like that because I mean, if, if you have you know that first thirty minutes as the whole entire movie, it's going to be a very boring movie for kids because <laughs> yeah that, that first 30 minutes is for the to me it's like this is for the parents 
And then the last hour is like, have fun, kids. Here's a dog. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, they took a lot of influence from Miyazaki and things like Castle in the Sky and uh, maybe Howl's Moving Castle, mm-hmm. kind of that, you know, having this flying house. Um, maybe not as intricate as some of those things, but I think, yeah, definitely playing with this idea of adventure and crazy crazy visual i mean just the idea of this house a small house with all these balloons um super memorable yeah so um i we we do kind of talk about music so i'll just go ahead and get this out of the way the only thing i know about the music that i was able to catch was the little opening tune that they play for everything but that's all i got out of this one yeah uh what about you anything music wise for you i think that Maybe it's kind of like Ellie's theme. It's sort of the the song that kind of plays throughout where it's sort of mm-hmm. that sentimental theme, um, especially is notable in that uh, married life um, montage. But mm-hmm. for me, the music is really strong. It won Best Original Score at the Oscars. And, oh, yeah, okay. and so agreed it doesn't you know have any musical numbers, but I think they paid a lot of attention to uh, making sure that even though you hear sort of some of those same themes over and over and that each character has a theme, that it changes with the attitude of the film. Um, and so I, I think it's really nice. It's, it's, it's an old-fashioned sound, and it fits really well with the story. Nice. So um, do you prefer, like, so... This is definitely not a musical. Do you perform uh, prefer more of the musical type Disney esque movies to um, like the non musical ones, or what do you like? Do you have like a major opinion on those? Because I mean, we know you like Little Mermaid, so full of music there. Uh, Lion King too, full of music. But is that something you would rather see more of, like the like the musical Disney movies, or like the movies that are more based in story? Um, well, for me, anyone who knows me really well knows that I am a huge fan of musicals, um, specifically kind of, you know, Broadway-style musicals. And so mm-hmm. I think that story and music are both super important. I don't want to just watch a musical for the sake of people singing, um, I, that, which is why I tend to prefer more modern-day musicals, because I think that story is a lot stronger in a modern musical. Okay. Um so I can I can really go either way because story for me is probably the most important thing, and uh, you know I I love a good song I love a good voice so yeah <laughs> nice okay I mean anything else we want to talk you want to talk about on this movie uh, let's see well we didn't talk a lot about two animal characters which I think are super um, important to the film. Um, yeah, again, that goes with my whole thing where, like, I'm not a fan of the, you know, like, the random animal sidekick characters. That's never been my cup of tea. Yeah. And I so and I get that, and I think the Up is slightly different from some other random animal characters in which the, these characters actually play a relatively large role in the story. Well... Yeah, I mean, for me, Doug is not like that. Doug, Doug is another character. My problem is Kevin. Like, I and I understand that Kevin is basically the plot, like the second half of the plot. That it's all Kevin. 
and Kevin, like Kevin trying to get home, Munts trying to get Kevin, them trying to save Kevin from Munts. I, I understand that. It's just, I'm, it's not, instead of having two characters, I wish it would have been one character. Like if Doug and Kevin were one character and that's what we have. Like this is maybe Kevin was caught. They put a collar on him and then he escaped and now he's trying to get him back. And Kevin's just trying to get home. But, yeah, for me, that was a part of the movie where I was like, okay, yeah, this is in here, you know, going raw and, you know, eating the walker and throwing it up. To me, that was a bit, it was a bit much. And I was like, okay, I I get this, this is here for comedic purposes, but... Again, that's that's never been my forte. Yeah, I think um, I get what you're saying with Kevin. Uh, he's he's most or she, I guess she is mostly there for a oh, yeah. <laughs> she. Yeah, Kevin's a girl for a comedic purpose, and then you know, obviously, part of the story. Um, but I think, yeah, Doug. Doug is a great, great character. Oh yeah, yeah. He's definitely the. I would say he's probably should be billed third in here before months but because i mean we have way more interactions with doug than we have with months yes yeah and and almost kind of this emotional connection to doug that we probably have stronger mm-hmm. than with, with months so yeah well, i just had to throw out doug because you know he's he's a he's a great character <laughs> oh yeah yeah for yeah to me like i never like Doug was definitely not a character. I'm like, okay, this is just goofy animal sidekick. He has some funny lines, but he does have that memorable, like, I mean, side where you're like, okay, I like Doug because Doug just wants to find a master. He's kind of like the outcast of the dogs, and so it, it makes you feel for him. Whereas with Kevin, I was just like, yeah, just just go home, whatever. And, <laughs> You'll you'll get there, sure. Yolo, right? Why not? But yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. Animal sidekicks just never my ne- never my thing. I love animals, as you know. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, if it's a full animal movie and the animal sidekick is literally just sidekick, then then I'm okay with it. <laughs> Zootopia, yeah, exactly. Zootopia, Lion King, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, like I'm okay. I'm I'm kind of okay with Timon and Pumbaa. Like they're definitely the animal sidekicks for me. But I mean, but they're, honestly, they're just like the sidekicks because everybody's an animal. So I I'm okay with them. But and I, I guess are there, are there really any animal sidekicks in Zootopia? Like someone who's just like, uh, no, I guess not. Because I mean, I Judy know. and Nick are pretty much the whole it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have another common sidekick. Yeah, not anyone who's like the comic relief, just there for the comic. Yeah, that little um, his friend, the little. Oh, uh, the Phoenix Fox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can kind of see that. Yeah, if he was in the movie a little bit more. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, Clawhauser. I guess. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't believe I forgot about Clawhauser. Oh man. Okay. So, um, any anything else that we that you wanna that you wanna touch on? I think we. I think we talked about most things. I mean, obviously, I could just 
keep talking about it. But we exactly. Yeah, we could talk on for hours, but I mean, a two-hour podcast, most people turn those off. So, all right. So do you want to go ahead and rank this, Christina? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I have to admit this is probably my favorite Pixar film, so I'm going to give it, what is it, out of five? Out of five, but you have to come up with a rating system, so... The rating system for this is, I will give it five ducks out of five. Five ducks out of five, nice. Um, I'm going to say, like again, watching it, like, before, I was very much a, this is, like, a one or a two for me. Um, but after the rewatch, I would say, um, just because, again, we got that first 30 minutes, I... I, like there, there are problems with it for me, but it's not anything that I'm going to, you know, mark super highly of it uh, off for it. Um, I'm gonna give this four Dipper Pines out of Ooh, five. Wow. Um, Pretty high for you. Well, it's very high for me, especially it's very high for a Pixar film. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, not as good as um, you know, A Bug's Life for me. It's still my favorite of the Pixar's. Um, and if it came down to it, if I wanted to watch a bunch of people flying in a house, I would watch James, James and the giant peach. Um, mm-hmm. but that's just me. So yeah, like a four, I think is, you know, is, is good, is good for this movie. I, yeah, I'm going to go four. Great. Well, I'm glad I made you rewatch it then. If it yeah. moves you from a one to a four, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I, I did have to round up because I don't do the point system like Gavin or anything like that. So I, <laughs> it would have been a three point five, but I had to round up just because that first thirty minutes is so is just so good. Like I would have watched that whole entire movie. Like if it would have been thirty minutes, uh, a, a full hour and a half of. This is the movie. It's going to be serious. He's going to have to go to the old folks' home. Then he's going to have to escape from the old folks' home. Like he could have gotten um, Russell, like, to assist the elderly, help him break out of the old folks' home. Yeah, that, that would have been, been a cool. Like that's going to be up to. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll just uh, somebody over there, um, contact me. I'll, I'll write this for you. Up to Josh. Up to by Josh. <laughs> I want that on the poster, up to by Josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, so, Christina, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, primarily, at Sakura underscore Christina, S-A-K-U-R-A underscore Christina with a C-H. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram, at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter, at Animate Podcast, Facebook, Tumblr, and Vero at Animation Station Podcast. You can also check us out on Unlocked uh, by going to The ASP, and we do exclusive stuff there um, about once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, Really depends on what we do, but that way you can kind of see us live and everything like that, unless you watch it recorded, so I guess that's a thing you can do too. Uh, But no, Christina, this this was super fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you. All right, so I guess that's all we got. So for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Christina. Bye-bye, little butterfly. See ya. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't end it there. You got to do something a little bit better than see ya. So. <laughs>
You said, see, uh, I, uh, we need something big and classy, like, uh, you know, something that people will remember you for. So we'll go ahead and do it again. So for the Animation Station podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Christina. Bye-bye, little butterfly. A magical day. Yeah, so here's where we would normally end the episode, but because we were having technical difficulties, I didn't think that this episode was actually going to come out, so I went ahead and recorded a separate episode on Unlocked, but friend of the show, Liam DeCosmo over at Cloud CityCast, is an excellent and super awesome human being, and was able to fix the Up episode with Christina. So big shout out to Liam over there. You rock. Uh, probably not as much as Remy and, you know, Brittany, but you're, you know, a close fourth in the DeCosmo family. Um, but yeah, so I basically recorded an episode unlocked on Unlocked. So yeah, here that is. And definitely be sure and check us out on Unlocked. Um, all you have to do is, you know, follow us there. You know, it's a free app. Download it. Check us out. We post on all of our social media when we're going to be doing an unlocked stream. That way you get a little bit of exclusive content. This not quite exclusive content because, you know, this was going to be an episode. But here you go anyway. Ah, uh, hey, everybody. Wonderful viewers. How's it going? Um, so we're going to be doing a special episode. Oh, sup, Anime Book Club? Uh, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so what we're going to be doing this episode, it's kind of a special episode. Hey, hero. Um, we're going to be doing a... What's up, man? Uh, hey, really, Graham, really enjoyed the Fate Zero. I didn't get to catch what was at the end of uh, what's what's next week, so hook a brother up what's what's next week didn't really catch it um but anyway what we're going to be doing um no problem man what we're going to be doing this week is something a little bit special um oh you're lying april so sweet um we're going to be doing uh something a little bit like i said something a little bit special um and I'm actually going to tell you here in just a second because we're going to be recording our podcast episode for tomorrow because of some things that happened this weekend that you'll hear about in just a second. So welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 91. My name is Josh. And if you're th- uh, for our podcast listeners, if you're thinking that you should be listening to our review of Up with artist Christina Sakura, um, you should be doing that. However, we were able to watch this weekend. We recorded the episode, but due to some technical difficulties, we were unable to put it out right now. Um, Liam DeCosmo over at Cloud CityCast is trying to fix it as best he can. He's about halfway through. Um, it's kind of rough. Uh, there were a lot of problems with it that we were unable to fix. Um, Hopefully, sup Neo, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get that out for you soon. Um, but what we're doing right now is we're doing a episode on Unlocked. So we've got a, hey, sup Neo, hello. Uh, so I'm going to be taking questions on Unlocked and we're going to be doing a stream right now. Um, but with the podcast episode, we do have a little bit of news this week. So Pixar released their new, sh- well, a brief little teaser for their new short bow which is going to become which is going to come out with incredibles 2 um basically from what i was able to tell from like i think they gave us like 15 seconds from what i was able to tell from the 15 seconds it looks like we have a 
woman who has a little dumpling and it starts crying and then it starts like sprouting uh arms and legs and so this little dumpling is has come alive and you know i guess she's gonna take it as a her child um now i was talking with christina on our episode um that hopefully you'll be able to hear someday um we we're not 100 percent sure if it is like a some sort of a folk legend possibly a folk legend maybe that neither one of us were really familiar with um it may be something along those lines where we're just not familiar with it but it is an actual folk legend that makes sense um also uh, we did our miraculous ladybug giveaway and on last week's episode uh, i actually forgot to mention it but i shot the emails out over so darth omega marco himself actually won our miraculous ladybug giveaway so he is going to be getting a print of i spaced on their names uh ladybug and cat noir from uh disney artist jared moriyama he's uh, also going to be receiving two little patches uh well not patches like little felt ornaments from friend of the show Brittany decosmo over at cloud city cash you, you can find her on instagram at citizen of disney and you can find jared on Instagram and Twitter at Jared Mariama. Uh, oh yeah, everybody's a fan of Bryce. Bryce is a cool dude. I've talked to him quite a few times. We did an episode with Bryce, so definitely go check that out. He's a cool cat. We should be having. Hopefully, we'll have something on with him a little bit later. Um, but who knows? Um, so yeah. So for podcast listeners, so if you don't know what's going on, if I start a- answering random questions, um, like I said earlier, we've got the unlock stream going on, so they can ask any questions that we want, and I'm gonna answer those questions while I'm rambling, because that's basically what we do on this show. Um, let's see. Oh, a couple things that we actually got in. Um, it looks like we're actually gonna be doing uh, for our anime series. Uh, that for all of you guys that are new, um, our anime series happens in May. Um, last year we kicked it off with, uh, Akira. Um, and then we, so basically we do an anime movie or TV show every Monday of May. And then during on, usually on Fridays, we pair that up with an interview with a voice actor. So last year we had, um, let's see, we had Jade Saxton, Kale Bear, uh, Aaron Roberts, Robert McCollum. I think we had Marissa Linty. I think we. I know we had Marissa Linty on twice. Um, I think we've had we've had some other people. Uh, Joshua Seth kind of got in there a little bit later, but Joshua Seth was on there, and that was super fun because I got to talk with freaking Ty from Digimon. That was that was really cool. But uh, so far, what we've got lined up for this May, interview wise. Um, I've already recorded an episode with Damon Mills, so he's already in the bag. We've got him down. Uh, I asked about his hair and his skincare because, my gosh, that man's amazing. Um, let's see. We've also got, oh, uh, Megan Shipman. Uh, thanks for the stars, Neo. Uh, Megan Shipman, she's going to be on. Um, we're recording with her on the 28th of April. Um, she is Yuzu in, the cit- in Citrus. 
she plays uh, Shimikaze in Kankale. She's in New Game. She plays Sakura in Defrag. So uh, that's going to be a fun episode. Uh, I've also got the day before, actually, on Friday the 27th, uh, we've got Chris... Uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name. Uh, Wycamp? Waycamp? Uh, he's uh, in My Hero Academia. He's been in Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, it's like Tokyo Ghoul, Tokyo Ghoul Re, and Tokyo Ghoul Code A. Um, and then he's also uh, in Ace, uh, Ace Attorney. So we've got those going on. We've got some other interviews that are in the works. Haven't fully finalized all of those yet. Um, we've got a couple interviews with, well, we'll just say two guys from, well, two pretty big-named people from Final Fantasy XV. Um, they're hopefully going to be doing a joint episode. That'll be pretty fun. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, hey, thanks for the follow. Oh, I'm going Shatera. Shatera? Shatera. Shatera. I think I'm not, I'm a good, I'm bad at names and it like was only there for like just a quick second. Um, all one word, Shatera. Like, like share, but with a Tara. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, that's that's kind of a yes? Okay, I'll take a yes for that. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, next week, uh, pretty fun episodes next week. So Hannah is coming over. So one of our co-hosts, Hannah, she's going to be here. We're going to be doing a, a an unlocked exclusive episode for Violet Evergarden. So we're going to do a whole episode just based on Violet Evergarden. Um It'll be a full spoiler series, so if you haven't watched it right now, go on Netflix, watch Violet Evergarden, then tune in on Saturday, and we'll put all of that on all of our social media. Uh, what's up, French Alexander and Netflix Addict? Thanks for the follow, guys. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing Violet Evergarden. Um, we're going to put a uh, you know notices up on all of our social media like right before we start streaming that, so if you click on the little logo here up at the top the little instagram um you can follow us on there and that's where we're going to be putting that's our main social media so that's where we'll be putting our um you know, all of our unlocked posts kind of like a hey we're doing an unlocked stream so that's how you can do uh get in with our violet evergarden episode so yeah we're going to be spoiling the crap out of that episode then we're having another episode that day it's going to be a busy day we're having another episode with uh ezra weiss um, he is the voice director for Miraculous Ladybug, um, but he also is the voice director for Be the Beginning, so we're going to get with him and we're going to do a whole Be the Beginning episode where we're going to talk about what it was like working on uh, that show, casting, um, and we're going to be doing spoilers for that as well because honestly, that's a very underrated uh, anime that's on Netflix. So I know I'm giving you a lot of homework. So, uh, basically, yeah, this week, go on, watch Violet Evergarden, then go on and watch Be the Beginning. Both of those are on Netflix, so you can watch those, and then, again, come back on with us. We're going to spoil the crap out of those on Unlocked, and those are going to be some fun episodes. Uh, then we're also going to be doing um, another episode. Uh, we're going to be watching uh, Studio Ghibli's... Uh, it's The Cat's Return. The Cat's Return with uh, Carrie Yells, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, um, the Dread Pirate Roberts. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing that episode. Um, 
oh, snap, looks like Liam actually fixed our episode with Christina Sakura. So we may actually have that up episode, but I'm going to go ahead and tack this onto the end or beginning of that episode anyway. But Unlocked People, I mean, yeah, if you guys have any questions right now, go ahead, throw them up, we'll answer them. Uh, I say we'll, that's we and the singular me. But yeah, I'll answer any of those questions. So if you have anything, just let me know and, you know, we'll get that happening. Um, we are going, we are still taking um, submissions for our audience appreciation April. So if you have anything that you want us to watch, so if it is an anime, if it is a web series, if it is a cartoon, movie, anything that you want us to watch, all you have to do is go on any of our social media, find our um, audience appreciation April posts, and then just go on there, you know, let us know what you want us to watch, and we'll put that in the drawing and see what pulls out. Um, what's my favorite anime show? Well, that's a loaded question. Um, let's see. Um, I love Angel Beats. Um, Full Metal Panic is right up there for me. I absolutely love that series. I'm so happy that Funimation is going to be dubbing the Full Metal Panic whatever this is called. It's not the second raid because that was previous um can't remember what it's called but yeah they're basically doing season three so i cannot wait for that um other than that i mean if we're gonna talk old school anime trigun definitely like a baller anime uh tinchi muyo that's that's what i kind of grew up with i grew up in that tinchi muyo area that early tsunami so tinchi muyo was my jam absolutely loved tinchi muyo um let's see what else do we have on the docket um, so yeah, Hannah and I are going to be doing those episodes. Oh yeah, Ashley. Yeah. Who, who doesn't love those? It's a, some good stuff. Um, but yeah, it, like I said, unlock people, any other questions, just let me know. We'll answer them during here. Um, let me see. Do I have anything else on the list? I don't really have anything else. Oh yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Definitely, definitely fantastic anime. Um, I love the way it ends too. Not a lot of people love that ending, but I think, for me, it was a good closure ending. Um, spoilers if you didn't watch Cowboy Bebop or you've been not awake since 1998. Um, but yeah, I thought Cowboy Bebop... Oh, yeah, we've actually done... Uh, let's see, it was the first episode. Our first episode of this show was Cowboy Bebop the movie. Um, have I watched Bleach before? I watched Bleach for a long time. Um, I read Bleach for a long time. Uh, I think... I think I stopped during the, um, when all the Zampacto, Zampacto, whenever they started coming alive, that's kind of where I went off, uh, Orphan, like Iron-Blooded Orphans, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure what Orphan is, um, unless, okay, so here, here's the thing with, uh, old anime in me. There was this anime that came on Toonami, and this is for podcast listeners, unlocked people. I don't know what it was called. Um, it was basically, it was like these three girls in space, and like I think one of them had glasses, and like there was like a small one, and it was just like three girls in space, and there was like, I think there were pilots on a spaceship or something, and like there were other people like that were, I don't know if they were trying to get them or something, but you can never see all of their faces. It was just like this. You could only see their mouths. Um, I, I don't remember what it was called. I remember watching it on Toonami, but I do not remember what it was called. Um, I wish I did, 
because I would watch that show again because I remember it being good because like it was it was all about girls and like they had no idea what a guy was and then like some little they get a baby and then like the baby grows up into like a man like right before their eyes and like the bad guys come to get him I don't even know what it was about it was just a ridiculous anime that I have no idea what it was even called um if anybody knows from that awful explanation of what I just said let me know and I don't know uh I'll send you yeah if you could tell me what that was I will send you a coveted animation station podcast button maybe an animation station podcast patch if I still have any of those but yeah if you anybody knows what that's called let me know um have I watched Tokyo Ghoul I started Tokyo Ghoul I'm about three episodes in and then I had to move so I I just haven't picked it up again so I had to move into this new place so yeah it's it's one of those it's in my list on Funimation so I want to watch it but I just I just haven't gotten fully around to it. Um, who's the main guy in uh, Tokyo Ghoul? Is that is that that's Austin Austin Tyndall, right? Tyndall Tyndall Tyndall, right? I believe it's Austin. Um, I know uh, Brina's the main like the heroine, maybe like the main girl, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's a Austin is cool. I wanna I wanna have Austin on the show. Austin seems like a cool cat. Um, I believe he's coming to a convention here in Oklahoma. So hopefully I can meet him there. That would be that would be pretty cool. Um speaking of conventions, uh I know some of the people on Unlocked have heard this, but I don't think anybody on the podcast we are actually going to be going to Acon in June. So if you want to see the ASP there, if you want to maybe sit on and uh sit in an episode anything like that, we're going to be doing some stuff over there. I mean, we're going to be streaming Unlocked. Have I met Johnny Young Bosch? I met Johnny Young Bosch one time at a signing. Um, it was actually a really cool thing. Um, he did this uh, did this bit because it was when he was still uh, – we still had the band Eyeshine. Um, may they rest. Um, basically what he did was he did his whole entire warm-up set – what or I mean, he did his Q and A was his warm up set. So he would be, they would be playing, and then somebody would ask a question, and then he would sing the answer. So that was probably one of the coolest uh, Q and As that I've ever been to because I they got there a little bit late. So his Q and A, like they had to miss their um, like their sound check. So then they had to go in and do the sound check during his Q&A, but it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, I got a couple things signed for him. I got something for, oh, uh, speaking of my, my favorite anime, Last Exile. Love Last Exile. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, Joshua Seth is in that too. Um, is Hillary in there? I don't think Hillary's in there. A um, lot of really good people in there. Uh, Michelle Ruff is in there. Uh, Johnny is a great actor. Loved him in Power Rangers. Adam Park, my man. Um... But yeah, so I uh, actually got him to sign my copy of Last Exile, and I think he signed a copy of one of the Bleach movies for me. I think it may have been the first Bleach movie, maybe the second one. I don't I don't 100% remember. Um, but anyway, we are going to be at Akon in June, so you can definitely catch us there. Um, like I said, we're going to be doing stuff. Um, talked a little bit with uh, David Vincent 
Um, maybe we can have him on unlocked. Um, that would, I mean, him on unlocked, him on the ASP. Um, that would be a pretty cool episode. Uh, you know, just kind of talking with him, talking about unlocked. Um, yeah, who else is going to be there? Vic's going to be there. So, uh, I ever watched Digimon? Are you kidding me? Digimon was my jam. Um, I don't think that Johnny is an unlocked. Uh, not that I know. Um, Oh, I didn't watch Frontier. Didn't watch Frontier. That was that was after my time in Digimon. Like I watched OG Digimon with, you know, the seven then eight Digidestined. So I watched all that fun stuff. And then I guess there was the second one, and then I watched part of the ones where they did the cards. Was that Frontier? Was was that is that the one where um the kids got Geomon. Was that Digimon Frontier? Um, I can't, I don't, that was Tamers? Okay, so I watched, you know, some of Digimon Tamers. Um, that was a, that was a trip show. <laughs> uh, mainly because, oh god, Geomon. Um, I love that bit where, <laughs> uh, Digimon is awesome, yes. Um, the first was fantastic. Tai and Zora for the win. That was my that was my OG ship. Like I think that was my ship before uh, Tenchi Moyo happened. When I was like, oh man, I like Tenchi and Aika. It was always Tai and Zora until the day I die. It's gonna be Tai and Zora forever. Um, love it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I I, I know I I talked about it. I did the episode with uh, Joshua Seth, super cool guy. Uh, yeah, Josh is fantastic. Like. I'm glad that they got the majority of everybody back for um, Try. Because, uh, let's see, uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy's back. Uh, yes, I have watched Attack on Titan. Uh, didn't finish Season 2 of Attack on Titan. I think I'm going to wait till Season 3 comes out, and then I'll just binge 1 and 2 again. Um, I will say I love the intro for um, Season 2, or at least like that Part 1 of Season 2. Uh, I thought it was really good. Now, the video, like, what's going on on there, I have no clue, but the music is fantastic. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, we talked about Digimon. Um, yeah, I love that the guy, uh, yeah, it was Colleen O'Shaughnessy. She came back. Um, they got Johnny Young Bosch to voice TK. Um, see, uh, with, with season one of Attack on Titan, I like part two's intro better than part one's intro, which is weird because part one's, like, pretty much iconic now but i don't know i like season i mean that part two better than part one um even though we don't get a yeah so that's kind of a bummer there but yeah i love uh yeah i love attack on titan it's a good show uh let's see yeah bryce is in that uh josh grell is in that i think it's grell i don't know how to pronounce his last name hopefully uh never mind we won't talk about josh um we've got some stuff oh yeah trisha nishimura's in there so she's fantastic too um let me see who's in digimon they got a lot of people back for it trying to think um but anyway no yeah absolutely love digimon it's like one of my one of my og faves um it's one of those like i know it's anime but it's also one of those i watched it on uh let's see what was that was that it would have been Fox. Yeah, I watched it on Fox Kids, and those really old, like, Fox animes, like, Fox Kids animes, don't really seem like animes, even though they totally are, but it's just, it's one of those weird things where you're like, oh, this is an anime, but then you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah, but it's on Fox Kids, so it's kind of, like, not really, 
an anime. I know Fox Kids was the best. Um, like, oh, what, what do they have on there? They had, um, oh, jeez, uh, Ultimate Muscle. <laughs> hey, uh, Walla Cast, thanks for the follow. Um, yeah, like they had Ultimate Muscle on there. Um, oh god, what else did they have? What some old random anime that Fox Kids got that was always just so bizarre. Oh, uh Fighting Foodons. What a weird what a weird fun show Fighting Foodons was. Uh they had that on. Uh the podcast listeners have no idea what's going on. See, this is why you got to like get us on. Yeah, Dinosaurs was in there. Um Oh god. But that's also like old old Toonami-esque era too, like when they had Zoids on. Zoids was some good stuff. Um let's see. Uh yeah, let's see we had Zoids. What did we used to watch back then? We watched Zoids. Um then we had yeah, Bob was great in that. Uh he's also a uh Greymon in the Digimon movie. Um let's see. Uh we had Zoids. We had Oh yeah, G Gundam. G Gundam was great. Like this hand of mine birds with an awesome power. Um <laughs> What a such weird shows back then. Um let's see if we had oh god, such such good stuff. I now I want to go watch Zoids. Gundam Wing, always fantastic with Gundam Wing. Um I just know I noticed that it's on uh Hulu. I like really am not really familiar with Hulu. Um because I prefer dubs over subs myself mainly because I don't like reading. Um, oh, yeah, I say that. I love reading. Oh, yeah, you... See, okay. Yu Yu Hakusho. I got... I, I think I've seen maybe, like, five episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. Never in any sort of order. Because it was it was one of those where... Uh, I got into DBZ late, too. I got into DBZ after I got into Dragon Ball. Because I like Dragon Ball more than I like DBZ. But yeah, like Yu Yu Hakusho, just for me, it never really fit. It never, it never hit that. Um, yeah, it's harder to watch shows and read the subs, especially something for Attack on Titan. I did that for the first season of Attack on Titan because they put it on Netflix first with the with just subbed, and then they came up with the dub later. And I was like, my gosh, I have no idea how to watch Attack on Titan with just subs. It was ridiculous. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Um, yeah, I mean, we've got, yeah, we've got Akon coming up, so hopefully we do be doing stuff with people at Akon. Um, let's see, we talked about Old School Toonami, so that was fun. Uh, Fox Kids. Um, then I get, and then, uh, yeah, Bryce, uh, has a good voice for a young male. I think he, I think he makes a, he, he does a very nice young Parisian boy. Um, I thought that he is a, he is a nice little 14 year old blonde, um, character. Um, he does that very well. Uh, let's see. Uh, also is pretty good with what? 15 year old redheaded Japanese characters. Well, he's red and then it gets kind of like brown later on in the series. It really depends. Uh, oh, he was in Tenkai Nights. Forgot about Tenkai Nights. Um, man, there's so many anime out there that's just it's just bonkers and crazy. Um, let's see, was he ever Grand Attack on Titan Sword Art? Yeah, he's really good in Sword Art. Um, 
I haven't finished watching all of Sword Art Season 2. Um, basically, I got like past the bullet of bullets, and then I watched part when my roommate was uh, finishing up Season 2. I watched part of it, and I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, they were flying on some weird things, and it was really his Asgardian, and Thor was, like, in drag. I didn't understand what was really going on with that episode, and then Klein was there. Uh, oh, did I say, yeah, I I don't know, it's late for me. Um, yeah, then, like, Klein's there, and, like, he wants to, like, hook up with, like, some Asgardian spirit. I didn't know what was going on, so whatever. So I haven't watched season two. Um, I do have Ordinal Scale. I think Ordinal Scale may be one of the ones that we watch for anime. Um, so far for anime, the only thing that we really have is uh, Paprika and My Neighbor Totoro. Those are the only two that we have because I think we have four Mondays in May and then five Fridays in May. So. We may be doing something where we put another episode out on Friday that's not an interview. It's just like an actual movie interview, so that way we can fit some more anime in there. Um, actually, kind of... Let's see. Uh, oh, The Children Who Chase Lost Voices. Do I like DBZ or Naruto? Um, for me, uh, Naruto... I watched all of Naruto, and then... Like, the first bit when it was just Naruto. And then when they got into Shippuden, I kind of quit after uh, Shikamaru and Ino and Choji killed that one guy for killing their sensei. Um, that was the last... That's when I kind of stopped. I just fell off from there. Oh yeah, love the Dragon Ball animes. Um, loved Yamcha, still one of my favorite Dragon Ball Z characters that um, he gets like no love. Um, but it's weird because Akira Toriyama had mentioned... Um, how about One Piece never got into One Piece? Never was able to sell around the world with Luffy. Um, never, th- that was not my shtick. Um, but yeah, yeah, Akira Toriyama said something in an interview that he wanted to make one of these, um, in another world animes. Um, uh, so something kind of like a Konosoba, uh, Suba, uh, or in a parallel another world with my smartphone any of these ones where it's like person taken from this world to another world he wanted to make one starring Yamcha where Yamcha gets taken out of DBZ and placed in a world where basically Yamcha is the hero and I'm like that would be the best ever like I think he just wanted to make a manga a little one shot and I'm like that would be the best Make it a one-shot, and then it gets picked up for an anime, and it would be the best anime ever made. Because I want to see where Yamcha goes from being, what, maybe like the second strongest, third, second or third strongest human ever, to being the absolute god of this world, where he is the Goku. I would absolutely love that, because I mean, poor Yamcha, he gets like no love with his wolf fang fist. Um... Uh, but yeah, that would be that would be a fun episode. Like, that would be a fun anime. I would I would absolutely enjoy that. Uh, oh man, we've been talking for thirty minutes. That's a that's a long time. Well, I mean, Liam's got our episode of up, up. I guess so. I guess I can. You know, we'll we'll tack this on to that episode. So yeah. Don't worry about that. All of this all of this fun meandering will be on. And again, podcast listeners. If you want to actually understand what is going on with the 
flow of this conversation. Go to Unlocked. Um, we have on our Instagram, we have our uh, Unlocked link in there. Also, on the podcast, if you click on the description, you'll see the link for Unlocked. Download it. It's absolutely free. If you want to watch any of our previous content, I believe it's two ninety nine or $5.99, not a lot of monies, but uh, it's just a one-time fee and you'll be able to go and you can actually watch old, uh, I guess streams, I guess they're, I guess it's called stream, old streams from other unlocked people, so like if you want to catch a stream from Bryce, if you want to catch a stream from Mela, um, want to catch anything from who else is on here morgan's on here morgan berry also fantastic lady uh she's actually going to be here in tulsa i believe uh here in oklahoma pretty soon it's going to be i think she's actually going to be in the same convention with jade saxton and um austin tyndall so that'll be cool um all two of those at least are friends of the show because we've had jade on and we've had morgan on morgan i think was our first Morgan was our first um, interviewee, I believe, was Morgan. Um, she's fantastic. She had a lovely singing voice. Um, she also did that collaboration with Johnny Young Bosch, so hopefully that'll be coming out soon so we'll be all able to hear that wonderfulness. But, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. So if anybody has any more questions, get them in while you can now. Otherwise, our next stream is not going to be until Saturday. So it'll probably be a while, unless you want to think of any really good questions and then bring them back on Saturday, let us know. Um, but again, if you guys have any sort of uh, suggestions for Audience Appreciation April, we still have you know a few episodes left in that, um, let us know uh, on our social media. Just go into any of those Audience Appreciation April episodes. Um, we're also still looking for people to do the Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 3 Thanks, Neo. Nice talking to you, too. Our Star vs. Forces of Evil Season 3 episode, um, where we're going to be doing a spoiler cast for that. Still looking for people to do that with. Um, I've got one person, um, Andreas. He is probably going to be doing it as well. Um, I've, I watched part of the Guyver anime. I have seen the Guyver movie with um, uh, Mark, Mark Hamill. I was thinking Mark Hamilton but that's not his name. Um, so yes, yeah, so I, I have seen a little bit of the Guyver anime, uh, but mainly the movie. That's that's where I know my Guyver from, which is bizarre. That's one of the first anime movies that we ever got was Guyver. It's like crazy. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, if we're still looking for people to do that. So again, all you have to do, again, social media. Um, he was in the Star Wars I think he was also in Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, um, which is a fantastic uh, series. He was also in Gravity Falls. Um, was he in? Oh, Batman! He's always he's been in Batman for a while. Um, but yeah, so he did play Luke Skywalker. Um, and he uh, he has been in many many things, uh, but mainly Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Just because I like saying Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, um, that's what the name of this episode is going to be. It's going to be called just Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Um, uh, but yeah, so we're looking for people to do the Star vs. Forces of Evil episode. So just go on any of our social media, just DM us um, if you would like to be on that episode. 
Um, that way we can get that. This episode, the episode sounds long. Um, yes, uh, episode very, very long. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, we, we, I want to still do it. Uh, actually, yeah, go into our, uh, any of our social media. So, um, speaking of social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane, and you can find the show on Twitter at Animate Podcast, on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Facebook and Tumblr and Vero at Animation Station Podcast, and you can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Basically anywhere that you can listen to a, a podcast episode, you can find us there. Um, but Ashley, if you want, I believe our little Instagram thing is like sticking right here. So if you click on that, that should take you straight to our Instagram page. Or if you just go, like if you click on like just the ASP on Unlocked, um, you should be able to see the link for um, our Instagram as well. Or if you would like, you can go to our website. Um, it's not here. Sometimes it's missing. Okay. You can also go to our website. It's just animationstationpodcast.com. And if you go to the little, um, I think it's a contact section, you can click on that and you can just shoot us an email and I get back to you usually pretty, pretty quickly within a day. Um, usually a little bit. I'm usually Johnny on the spot there and, and able to, you know, get you, get you pretty easily. But, you know, sometimes I'm just lazy. So that happens. Um, but yeah, so guys, thanks again, Unlocked, uh, everybody on Unlocked for coming on, um, talking with me. Thanks, everybody, for the hearts. Thanks for the stars, everybody. Nice meeting you too, Neo. Um, yeah, so uh, again, next episode is going to be on Saturday. That's our next Unlocked episode. Um, hopefully, we'll have a, yeah, a, nice, a nice long episode there where we talk uh, Violet Evergarden. So for the Animation Station Podcast, my name is Josh. There's nobody else here. Um, oh, sup, uh, CJVX10A. Uh, thanks for the follow. Sorry that we're about to end the end the stream. But so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. Um, nobody else. So sign off. Bye bye, little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs>